Hi everybody, I am Peter Travers and this is Popcorn where we tell you what's happening in the culture. And one of my favorite shows, Handmaid's Tale, is coming back for season two. And our guest, Ann Dowd, I, I don't do this really. I was watching the Emmys and when she won for playing Aunt Lydia, I made noise. I got up, I stood up in my own you apartment did. and applaud. I just made noise and so I'm making it again here. That's so kind of you. Thank you. Well, because you so deserved it. Thank you. Oh my goodness. And you were once when I first knew you 5 years ago. A humble, very very sweet woman. And now, look at you. Diva. <laughs> Diva. Diva. This is how I he, want he it. He said that before I said two <laughs> words. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's I can him. tell, though. I can just, you know, yeah, you things can tell. change. Is it the hair and makeup? It's the hair and makeup, all the success, people <laughs> yeah. bowing and scraping oh, and my doing God. that. You know, it does have the opposite effect. Does it really? I think so. No. And it ought to. The, the more the more rows you get, the more, the more humble one should become. Well, those I are believe. all shoulds. Well, I think that's the obvious feeling because you look around and you think, you know, really how fortunate. I know so many actors who aren't working and should be. Mm -hmm. And so I don't see any other way except thank you. I don't mean to be corny or anything, but I think that's no, the way to go. Okay do you know to, what I mean? It's okay to do that. Yeah. Even though you have so many people who see you on the street and smile and recognize you and then say, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. I hate you. Oh, Aunt Lydia has got the cattle prod. Yeah. She's she's you know what? I was coming, I was in the airport uh, the other day coming from Los Angeles, and I was a little short on sleep. And I had my rolling suitcase, and I was on the escalator, and it rolled down, and it kind of hit the couple in front of me. Oh. <laughs> so I said, oh, my goodness. And I kind of, everybody was fine. It wasn't huge. And the woman looked at me, and she said, I know you. Uh, why do I know you? I said, oh, are you all right? I'm sort of skipping the question. because I, And we got down at the thing. She said, I know you. Well, who are you? Why do I know you? And I said, well, um, do you watch Handmaid's Tale? And she went, yes. And I said, um, well, Lydia? She just took one look, and she kind of beelined with her husband. That's all she needed to know. Once out. So the look on her face, it made me laugh out loud. It was very cute. <laughs> Even the way you said that I know you from her, it wasn't a good thing. Yeah, it's just saying, are you, were you in jail, or did I know you from when my, my <laughs> yeah. criminal days or something? When did cute. it all happen, you know? Yeah, but it was It was. Really it's funny. exciting <laughs> to have a role like that, though, Yes, it is. It? Where everybody says... You're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. You're the worst, and so we're going to festoon you with prizes. Oh, that, yeah. Because we love that to happen to you. Well, it's a wonderful role. Love it. What did you feel when you first read this script and said who Aunt Lydia was? What was she to you then, before you actually acted her? Well, I had read the novel mm -hmm. when it first came out. I was very struck by it then. Uh, and then I read the script, and I thought, wow, he's, he really, Bruce Miller, is in sync with Margaret Atwood and that novel and that was very outstanding uh, it was it just landed very securely in the right place uh, I was very curious about Lydia um, uh, Bruce had said she was a teacher mm -hmm. uh, and that clicked for me I love teaching <laughs> um, I don't do it now but I, I have and I've loved it were you teaching acting I was yeah. Chekhov and Tennessee Williams two young okay. students like 18 year olds do you know what I'm <laughs> saying 19 yeah. everything's beginning telling them. them who they are and uh, yeah, oh, just so sweet. But at any rate, it's things just connected, and I thought, oh, I bet, I, I, I bet I could come to know her a little bit. Um, and I, I just signed right on. There was no, no hesitation. I mean, beautifully written, uh, very intriguing human being. How do I find the part of her that is good? Yeah, how do you? Well, you know, you know the golden rule with acting. It's kind of which is not to judge. 
because then the door shuts and you don't get to, you know, so so I already knew that. I'm not, you know, just Mm -hmm. starting. So I learned that (laughs) lesson the hard way. So I was very intrigued to know her. And um, what what seemed clear is that she does love these girls and is devoted to them, as troubled as she is and as flawed as her take on love is. Uh, You know, she's the world prior to Gilead was a a wrecked world, pollution out of control. if she was a teacher, imagine the promiscuity she would notice. No God in their lives, the language, the disrespect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then no babies. How could, How is it going to get worse? So let's not pretend we can do this gently. Can't happen. Mm-hmm. I think she went to those early meetings in the church basement when Gilead was taking shape. These are just guesses on my part. Just saying, listen, uh, I'm just count me in. I know how to teach. Give me those handmaids. I'll get it straightened out in a, a very short period of time. Give me the cattle prod. Yeah, give me, for those who can't quite get the drill. (laughs) Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Let me have that right there. Yeah, oh. I I, I would be tempted to take that thing home, you know. (laughs) I don't know if your kids are all grown up now, but... No, but I have a 13-year-old. But here's the thing. I'll say to them, (laughs) I try uh, Lydia Lydia every now. What do I see in the room on the floor? What am I looking at? (laughs) And this is what I... You know, like if it's a wrecked room or something like that, messy. And this is what I get back. I don't know, Mom. What do you see? In oh. other words, like, wrap it up. We're not going... You're, you're confused. We're home now. She doesn't this live here. This is not Gilead. Yeah. No. Well, you know, so you, if no. you have a question, then ask the question. But then, don't start with, what do I see? And then, yeah. You know what I love about her, I have to say? The chinks in the armor that you show. Oh, there yeah. are times where she's saying, no, you have to be punished because this is the way it is. These are the rules. And there are times when I see her wishing she didn't have to do it. Well, I think, too, with sweet Janine, with the eye. Oh, right, the eye. Yeah. Who turns out, I think, I think Lydia feels she jumped the gun there mm-hmm. and that the punishment was too severe for this young girl's psyche. She cannot handle it. So I think Lydia then takes her under her wing. I'm going to protect you, keep my eye on you. And when Serena Joy dares to say, get the damaged ones out. Remember mm-hmm. when she says oh, that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, with Lydia, that rising up of, how dare you? They are in service as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which to me told me she's a purist, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's deeply attached to them. I mean, think of what she does. You know, she does that all day, uh, whatever's needed. And you'll see in season two what she actually does She's kind of a midwife. She goes and checks on the pregnancies. How mm-hmm. are they going? Goes home, has a meal in the cafeteria with the aunts, goes to her tiny room in a dorm with a twin bed. I mean, she's not living like the commanders and, and their wives. No. And I think she probably thinks, wait a second. This is not what we talked about, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is not about excess and let's have more and more. This is about getting God back into your picture. But anyway, I'm rambling now. Well, Sorry. it's not rambling because it's the, it's a sense of who you're playing in what context you're playing it. And I'm always struck because Lydia seems so in control. She's going to punish you if you do something wrong. But not the actual mothers. Not Ugh. who they're... They basically have the baby and then goodbye. Yes. But the ones who take over have authority even over you. Well, that's the thing. Season one, I remember Bruce saying... It's not really clear the hierarchy of power mm-hmm. because this is not this is a relatively new movement. So it doesn't say, you know, aunts above wives. Mm-hmm. But once there's a baby in the picture, that's it. Trump's everything. Is there any of Lydia in you? Yeah. 
I know people love you. They love you. People who have worked with you that I talk to. Well, that's very it's nice. like it's all. Yeah. So it's it's hard to see where this part of who this part of Lydia well, you know, is when you. something happens where um. Well, it's funny. It's personal. My eldest boy is on the autistic spectrum, mm-hmm. and I remember someone screaming at him because he couldn't handle a situation. And she said, he needs to go to the nut house. And the switch went off. Mm-hmm. And I was very calm. And she was older. And she had long, white, straggly hair. And I stood in front of her, and I knew that I had lost it. Mm-hmm. And I had become very still. And I'm thinking, your children are around you, so get it together. But I said, I'm going to take your hair, going to wrap it around your neck, and I'm going to pull. I mean, I just said a comedy. And, and she went like this. She stepped back. She said, uh. I said, that's my son. Mm-hmm. Don't ever do that again. Ever. And she said, oh, well, I mean, I said, no, no. Mm-mm. No. You should be frightened of me because I will find you. Now, that's now, too far. All right. I'm, I'm moving I'm back in my chair. And it was I'm the like, stillness. No. And I thought to myself, Anne, you're not in charge. You're not in control. <laughs> Step away <laughs> <Yes>. from Christides. <laughs> Which is where I was. Which you were And I was getting, I was at the checkout and I heard my son, I knew the voice, he was sort of yelling, saying, Mm -hmm. well, no. And I walked out and left everything on the counter and I just ran out and there's that lady saying, this kid ought to go to, and then I heard the switch go off and then I scared that poor woman. I I, I saw, I've seen her since and I just sort of put my head down (laughs) because I probably aged her, you know. I'm guessing she's, that's something she's always going to remember. I think she will keep it in somewhere in the psyche. Yeah. Now, when I tell that story, normally we laugh, mm-hmm. but it really was not funny to her at all, or me, for that No, matter. I don't think you were saying it. No, no, oh, funny. no. You might I, look I back like, on it in some no, way, but it's... No, no, uh, it was dead serious. I just realized that's a place where, especially a child with special needs, mm-hmm. we'd do anything to protect our kids, of course. Sure we would, so... But special needs, mm-mm. Nope, sorry. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, I'm not seeing... Nope. Suddenly not going to be me, able to chat easily about you're this. You're 100% one thing, and I'm not liking it. Yeah, exactly. That That's uh, yeah. it, yeah. But hopefully well. I keep the rest of it in check. As you get older, you realize, right? Kindness, please, to others. <laughs> it's just <laughs> not that can. hard. If you can. Sometimes your buttons get pushed. That's true enough. You know, that yeah. happens. That's do you, true. when you continue to do this, I mean, you've been acting, you're a Massachusetts girl. That's right. right. So, right, Worcester? Well, no, I went to school in Worcester. Worcester, okay. Holy Cross. I, I'm from Holyoke, 45 minutes away. How did that help form who you are coming from there? What makes well, a Massachusetts person? <laughs> that's the greatest. Yeah. Well, I think there is something to, to New England. I don't know. That could be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it is. But there's something about, uh, I don't know. I, and again, of course, it's how you're raised. Mm-hmm. I'm one of seven. It was a Irish Catholic family. Uh, religion was important. Kindness was important. Mm-hmm. Love was not you first, others first. Um, man up. It's not that cold. Do you know what I mean? Uh, relax. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do your job. Uh, don't complain about it. And uh, offer something to the world when you get out of the house. It's like that. But I don't know that that, I think mean, that's true of every family, I suppose, isn't it? No, I think sometimes, no. You know, <laughs> people are on. You sound like you come from a family where there were certain. Uh, ways of behaving. 
oh, for that sure. were expected Absolutely. by your yeah. parents. Yeah. Sometimes that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. But what got you out of that house so that you said, you know what I want to do? Well, you I'm know, gonna... here's the thing. The school play, I think that's the ticket to heaven for a lot of people, even mm -hmm. if you're not going to be an actor. Mm -hmm. You know how that is? It's just so fun and free. So I thought, okay, this is bliss. Uh, and my father was into theater, took us to Broadway and all of those oh, things. Awesome, yeah. However, it was never thought of as something one was, does as a career. I was going to be a surgeon, was the plan. And so my father wanted me to go to Holy Cross, where he went, and my grandfather. And I said, oh, no, I'm not going there. He said, why is that? I said, because you went. And so therefore, what other reason do you need? I've got to go my own way. Mm -hmm. And so then, sorry to get sort of sad here, but then I found out he was dying and was mm -hmm. going to die. And I walked into his office and I said, I had a rose, and I said, could you have a minute? And he said, yes, wondering, okay, you're expelled. What have you come to tell me? Then I said, you know, I'm going to Holy Cross. I don't know what my problem was, but I'm going. And he said, you are? Are you sure? It was, a, you know, and it was very beautiful 10 minutes of our lives together. And then he walked, we walked to the travel agency where he got his tickets for his vacation with my mother, where he died six weeks later. Oh. So I went to Holy Cross in the fall, pre-med, four years. Um, extremely challenging, anxiety-wise. But anyway, uh, did plays all along in college as well. I had a great organic chemistry teacher who said, here's the thing, you're doing well, but you're not happy. I don't, just, just remember, just because when you were 18 you said, I'm doing this, doesn't mean you have to. I mean, I want That's I, pretty great advice. I mean, I, I am in touch with him to this day because that really did, he said, you know, you don't have to. And then I had an acting teacher who said quietly, you could do this if you want. And then the third thing was my roommate who also had lost someone in her family. Her brother drowned. So we both understood grief and we understood that life is, boy, anything can happen in a second, you know? It can change everything. So that there's real value in following something you love. And she just said to me, do you really you want to go to med school or do you want to be an actress? And I said, well, I want to be an actress. She said, well, there you go. And it makes you happy. It made and you it ma happy and it still makes you and happy. And it never, you know, suddenly the notion that, darling, you can pursue what you love. And I remember saying to my grandmother, Grandma, I'm going to be an actress. And she said, she's a very beautiful person. And she said, oh, no, dear. Um, that's a hobby. <laughs> there and, it is. Uh, and, and you'll enjoy it mm -hmm. as a hobby. But then I took a beat and I said, but Grandma, those are the gifts I was given. And she said, you're absolutely right. You go be an actress. I'll say my prayers for you. And that was the last of any conflict there. So, lucky. Yeah, you, know? you can imagine that you're going to get all this conflict. But <laughs> Not from her. <laughs> and the happen. other thing, you know, people say, well, what, my child wants to be an actor. Oh, my God. I said, well, darlings, don't worry because... You, you learn quickly whether you can manage the rejection, manage someone writing in a newspaper. She was so bad. Mm -hmm. If you can sit with that, then you'll move on. But some, sometimes, it just sol so many problems are solved early in an actor's career. Like, I can't take this. Mm -hmm. Unless you, you find a way to take rejection and put it into some other, like, I don't care. I'll yeah, be sad for away. two days, uh, but then I'm not going to be, and I'm just going to like that. And did winning this, what do you remember of that night where you won the Emmy? 
is it kind of uh, hazy or no, was it? No, I, I mean, I will never ever get over that or forget it because mm-hmm. the feeling I can, it comes back when I talk about it because. All of what came before that day, on that day, you know, the hair, the makeup, everything. Your nerves are completely rattled. Then you walk into the space, to the arena, <clears throat> and it's utter chaos. And the first impulse is to flee. Mine was like, turn around and walk. I'm getting out of this place. I literally thought, who would do this um, willingly? I mean, because there was so much chaos, and then the red carpet and everything. Finally, sitting down in the seat, and I thought, well, this I know how to do. You just sit here and you, you watch. And, and uh, you know what I'm saying? I can do this. I, look, I that's what I said. Oh, this yeah, is I familiar. I just t- I said, mm-hmm. okay, I can do this. And then out comes Colbert, and he was funny. And I remember thinking, where does he get the confidence? He looked like he, there's no other place he'd rather be for the rest of his life. Funny. Th- and then I thought, well, don't worry, honey, because you're not getting out of your seat tonight. So <laughs> literally, Settle I, said, in. I said, don't worry about it. Long winter's nap, girl. You're not getting up. That's all good. And whenever I, whenever they called my name, it was at the same time, tremendous shock and profound gratitude all at one time. And my husband said, because I just sat there, mm-hmm. and he said, stand up. So I stood. That's all I did. And then he said, move. He said, you have to walk. <laughs> I swear to God. And so I thought, oh. Oh, really? More things I have to do? Really? So then I started walking, and I looked at Jeremy Piv, and I was like, could you help me? Because I'm wearing heels, and I don't know how to get maneuver. <laughs> So he was very gracious, mm-hmm. and then I said something, some things, <laughs> and then I got off and I said to Jeremy Piven as we were walking, I said, did that happen? And he said, yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. And then you walk off, and then they take your Emmy from you, because it's not yours, you know not what I mean? It's the one, I remember going, oh, but, she said, no, honey, it's okay. <laughs> you went down there. You're thought, stealing my Emmy. I thought, it's that short-lived? You know, you get it for... We don't have that many, so yeah. we just have We're to share. share right you can have it, it for comes. 10 minutes, and then, yeah, it's here great. It comes. I'll never forget that as long as I live. This show, it's the first time you're here, so you don't know that it ends in song. Oh, it does? So I hope you have something all in your head now without even being prepared. Singing? Oh, God, that I, I have to sing something? Oh, you can do it. No, sweetheart. Are you singing with me? I will me? sing it with you if I know what um, you're singing. Of course I will. Okay. How about... Uh, how about a David Bowie? I just finished a film that had to do with David Bowie. Really? What is this one? Oh, it's so good. It's called Speed of Life. Liz Manischel wrote it and directed it. Um, it's, we could do Rebel, Rebel. Da, da, da. You know that one. I know, but I wanted you to start it. No, I just did. That's all that I That was it. That's all I'm That's getting it. is Rebel, Rebel. Rebel, Rebel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And what's another one? Um, Under Pressure. Under Pressure. pressure. That's it. That was good harmony. It was. I think we did it now. Yeah, that's all that I got. That was it. We're getting the titles and we're getting the first thing. You could have given me a heads up on that one. Next time you're here, I want to complete David Bowie. Okay, he's that's. We'll hard. team up first. That'd be good. We'll rehearse a little. Okay, and excellent. then we'll just make it perfect. Okay, but sweetheart. as far that's... as I'm concerned, you're perfect already. You're so the best. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. Thank you. So thank much. you.